What's up and welcome back to the Something's Brewing Podcast, episode 16. As always, brought to you by BNG Productions, Black and Gold Productions. That is Black and Gold Productions. Them. Black and Gold Productions, LLC. You can follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. As always, I'm Mike Sullivan. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. And with my partner here, my host, Nick Melanson. That's at- me. You can follow him on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. And if you can't tell, I'm full of energy right now. I don't know what's going on. He's it's like fired up. At night. I'm fired up. If only the people could have heard this this pre-recording call, you were all fired up and ready to go. Oh, they they might in the in the little blooper reel at the end. Which, oh, baby. Way, actually, I don't know if a lot of people know about that. It's I always try to tweet <laughs> about it, but I, I I always try to tweet about it, but I don't know how many people actually pay attention to it. At the end of every <laughs> single episode. When you listen to the outro music, give it like 10 seconds and you'll, you'll always hear a little record scratch. And then you'll hear like a blooper or something that's silly. Yeah, that's something that's silly and nice. So that we always attach there at the end. And usually the audio that we use for that comes from us just talking about whatever comes to our mind before we actually press the record. But well, we're already recording, but before we actually start talking, diving into the episode, we have the most outlandish conversations. So um, yeah. what, what were we just talking about? Oh, beard oil. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if yeah. that'll make an appearance. Maybe. In that I just bought some I, beard oil. I have an idea in my head of what it's going to be, but we'll see what works out the best. Um, usually comes to me at the end of the night after I listen to it completely. I'm like, you know what? That would be good at the end. But yeah, I know last you know week what? we talked about uh, Pablo Escobar and, yeah. and, and his hippos, which I didn't realize until I listened <laughs> to it after the fact that I, I use the plural of hippos as hippopotamuses. And that's just <laughs> not right. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were doing that on purpose. It sounded no, cool. No, I wasn't. I said I said it, and it didn't even cross my no. mind that it was wrong, dude. On the on, like, in all actuality, though, I'm gonna give credit to a high school friend of of ours, Nate Stemple from high school, and he always he always asked a question that really stuck with me all these years later. If the plural of goose is geese, why is the plural of moose not meese? It should be, shouldn't it? What in the, it's so stupid. How is the plural of moose also moose? That is so stupid. Like it's like mooses sounds awful. You can't mooses say mooses. sounds just as dumb. But if you say meese, I've always called it meese just because I'm, you know, fighting against yeah. the authority here. And mm-hmm. I think it should be meese. So from here on out, I think that we establish something new. And anytime we see multiple, <laughs> multiple of if you see a moose next to another moose, and they're standing close together. We're calling that a couple of meese from that one. No longer we say, look at those moose. We're saying, look at those meese over there. I just imagine people sending us like just pictures of multiple moose together and just saying nothing just but just like meese. And yeah, tigers. no, we're starting a we're start listen, we've already started we've started the Cliffy Hockey Army, although Connor Clifton's done that on his own with his play this year. We're starting the Fully goat army Fully-goat. for Nick Felino, hashtag Goat. And now we're starting the Meese army. Damn it. Yep. The plural of moose is Meese. And I will die by that. You know what? We just declared it. Okay. <laughs> the plural of moose Sorry. is no longer moose. It's Meese. I was gonna I was gonna say we don't make the rules, but we absolutely do. The plural of the moose is here. Meese. And I will I will I will never call multiple, I will never call uh, a moose standing next to another moose moose again i'm calling them meese from now on if there's between two and a million those are those are some meese over there look at all those meese oh my Dude, goodness moose are actually terrifying i saw a video of them like running through the snow those things are massive yeah they're huge dude if you come across one moose you're in trouble if you come across a couple of meese 
Now we're talking. <laughs> You're in some <laughs> deep trouble. <laughs> yeah, you never want to get caught, you know, no, no. with a couple of meese staring at you. Oh know. man, you don't want to get in meese wrath. <laughs> you don't. The but, wrath of um, the meese. Let's the wrath of the meese. That sounds like a <laughs> horror movie. But it's like wrath, the wrath of the titans. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I normally I'd ask you, what, you know, how your weekend was and all that, but I think we covered enough time before talking about the Bruins with the Meese talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say my weekend, I did nothing again, except for think about how I could plot to convince people to call a couple of moose Meese. <laughs> I think it's and working. This is what I, this, yeah, I was saying, this is what I came up with. We're starting a revolution. <laughs> we're take, we're coming for you, Oxford Dictionary. The Meese revolution. <laughs> um, but yeah, last, last episode, if you missed it, uh, we covered a whole boatload of stuff. Uh, we covered three games up to the St. Louis game. Um, on this episode, we're going to cover the Calgary game, the uh, Sabres game, and the Canucks game. We'll we'll dive through that, and then we'll get into some DMs and whatever else comes our way. <clears throat> so at the time of this recording, it is Wednesday night, the 15th, and the Boston Bruins are 16th. 14. Oh, today is the 16th. Super embarrassing. Oh. <laughs> it's the 16th, <laughs> and um, the Boston Bruins are 14, 2, and 0. Um, uh, first, only the only team behind them is Vegas at, I believe, they're 13, 3, and 0 at this time. Um, still, though, Boston with the best record in the NHL. Uh, Swayman still hurt. Uh, he's well, well, he was activated today, but we'll get into that later. But, um, yeah, the Calgary game was a good game. Um, Bees won three to one, got the two points uh, against Calgary. Hannafin for Calgary actually opened the scoring in that game, making it one nothing. And then Boston came out three straight goals. Clifton got a goal. That was an electric goal, by the way. Um, Charlie McAvoy's first game back. He's back. Uh, he scored in his in his uh, season opener, making that two to one, getting the game winning goal, and then Pasta with the empty net, making it three to one uh Olmark in that game it was Olmark versus uh former Bruin Dan Vladar and Olmark made 31 saves on 32 shots Vladar uh 25 saves on 27 good to see him again he's looking good um I don't know his potential I don't really know what to think of him when I when I see him he's like okay but I don't know if he's ever going to pan out to be a, a full-time starter Vladar, he's you know he's a he's a good young goalie, but the Bruins obviously had Swayman, and Swayman was the guy that they were the guy of the future. I remember when they traded Vladar. I don't know if I've talked about this on the episode before, but I know I've definitely talked about it with you before. When they traded Vladar in the start that Vladar had in Calgary last year, along with myself and some other people, like oh no, (laughs) I hope they didn't get rid of the wrong guy. But um, Vladar, no, they didn't. Swayman's definitely the goalie of this team, goalie of the future. But Vladar, for whatever reason, when he comes and plays. Boston, he's like freaking Patrick Wah out there. I mean, the guy's insane. (laughs) Oh my god, dude. Well, the thing about him too is that there were there's so much uh because I know you tweet this is the sway when when Swayman's in. Imagine Vladar, that's Darth Vader. Oh my god, Vladar, (laughs) Vladar, this is the sway. Darth Vladar. God, yeah, no, the, the Bruins are absolutely rolling right now and the biggest thing that i took away from these last three games was uh keith kincaid yeah, boy he... was he playing out of his mind against the sabers did you see and and 
he's getting national love too. I, I believe it was uh, the NHL's official Twitter account tweeted that sequence he had, like that 40 second long sequence where it was like save after save after save. Then he was on his back and he reached behind him. It was like another save. And it was just like cr- crazy saves. And this is a guy who doesn't he, have... he was on his ass the whole time too. <laughs> yeah. And this is a guy who I know you said he has a little NHL experience, but he's, he spent all year in, in the AHL. He's only getting called up because swimming has been hurt. He's thrown in there against against Buffalo, who's a team who's been playing pretty well this year, although I believe they're under 500 now, but they started off pretty hot. And the guy's flopping around like a fish, making crazy saves out there. I mean, he shut the door. I think he had 30 saves on 31 shots. The Bruins win 3-1. to one. How was that for a Bruins debut? Dude, not only was Kincaid lights out in the net, but like tell me he didn't... I, I don't know if this is a good comparison or not. It's probably not, but I'm just going to say it anyways. But the the way his pads were, right? All yellow the way he's flopping around in the crease. Does that remind you of, of any person in particular? I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of that fellow who won a cup here and won a couple yeah. of Vesnas, little Timmy Thomas. Yeah. You, th- you think Keith Kincaid not... would go to the White House, though? I don't know. I feel like he's a wild card. Ah, he might be. I love I loved the all-yellow pads, though. He kind of reminded me, well, the pads alone made me think of Marty Turco. Yeah. When he, when he came to Boston, he had those, like, the real gold pads he wore in uh, Dallas. And then he switched over and got, like, all-yellow everything. And Keith Kincaid looked a little bit like him against – he definitely played like him against the Sabres, too. Yeah, not not saying Keith Kincaid is comparable at all to Tim Thomas. I'm just saying Absolutely the way not. he <laughs> Yeah, and the way yeah. that he played that game. But yeah, B's got that win three to one, like you just said, Kincaid with the W. Um, Tage Thompson, superstar in the making, Insane. opened up the score and made it one nothing, and then, and then Bergeron with the power play goal, his sixth of the year, followed by Zaboral, his first of the year, and then Bergeron again, his seventh, just to kind of put the bow on the gift that the Bruins gave Buffalo. Um, <laughs> that was good. And then, <laughs> thanks, man. And then. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, the Canuck game. B's got the win, five to two. Omar in net again, twenty uh, twenty nine saves on thirty one shots. He played against uh, Thatcher Demko, who made twenty eight on thirty two. Uh, a lot of a lot of guys got points this game. Um, Clifton got another goal. That's two games in a row for him. Bergeron with his eighth, uh, another power play goal. Then Zaka with that nice little two on one one timer from like mid slot. Uh, and then Marshawn made it four to one. Or um, yeah. Four to two, sorry, and then Noshek with the empty net, his first goal in God knows how long. Um, Car- Lindholm with three assists that game, Pasta with two assists. So those guys had multiple points that game, and I mean they're still cruising right now. We're about to hit Thanksgiving, and the Bruins are still cruising. Yeah, who they they lost to? It's getting to the point. I don't remember their losses. They lost to uh, Toronto. That's who it was. Ottawa. I couldn't yeah, remember yeah. that first one. Now I remember because they scored five goals in a game despite a loss. And but, we were at Buffalo Wild Wings for that one. Right, we were. We were. <laughs> um, I want to ask. I mean, Connor Clifton has been amazing. I can't. I really can't think of anything negative to say about his play this first Nothing. fifteen games of the year, however many games it has been. So, do you think that this is just? a streak of hockey he's been on, or do you think that this is closer to who he could be in this system? I'm going to say this is closer to who he can be in the system. And I think you're seeing such a hot start from him because of the Bruins signed Anton Strollman. That was like a little kick in the ass for Clifton. Like, all right, buddy, here's your, here's your replacement. Like, we're not joking around. You play this year or else this guy's going to jump in and take your spot. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. But, you know, also talking about the, the pairing of him and Forbert, I mean, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, how they were ranked, 
uh, I think the 11th most efficient def- defensive pairing in the entire NHL. Yep. And, you know, you weren't sure if it's, well, you know, is that more because of Forbert's been playing well? Because Montgomery said on, he said on his own that, um, you know, Forbert in his mind is, is the Bruins most consistent defenseman. He's the guy that he feels the most comfortable with. And that was also to be fair, that was at the time when McAvoy was still out of the lineup, yeah. but you know, I was wondering, you know, this, this pairing moving forward, if, you know, Forbert's out now for four to six weeks, I know Montgomery said this morning that I think Forbert just got back on the ice and he's still a ways away so i wanted to see how clifton would look without the protection of forbert there next to him and he looks the exact same if not better i mean the guy got a couple of goals i mean he's playing out of his mind and i think that's sorry you can go well i was just gonna say like i think that's we might even be about to you know about to say the same thing i think that's a credit to uh montgomery's system yeah absolutely i mean you can and it's not just clifton but like these defensemen are flying all over the ice. They're jumping up. They're getting in plays. Um, they're just creating offense. And you could see it. I mean, the Bruins are peppering every goalie they play. They're throwing a thousand shots on that. Um, and the defensemen have a huge part in that. When I mean, you can trap teams in the others in the other team zone because you have defensemen that are willing to pinch and not just you know step up and and get beat, but actually make take calculated risks. And they usually pay off for the Bruins. That's yeah. huge. Um, and, you know, I wanted to ask, too, you know, the play of Clifton's going one way, but what's going on with Carlo? Because I, yeah, I know some people, I've been seeing him on Twitter, that some people are starting to turn thinking about um, he hasn't been looking good. I don't know. Maybe you think about, like, a trade deadline. You can push him out of here. I still, I'm still on the Carlo train. I know he's had a lot of injuries. I know he had his, what, seventh concussion this year. But to be fair, the guy hasn't looked great. He's made some boneheaded plays, and he can't stay out of the box to save his life. Yeah, um, it's been a conversation on Twitter and, and elsewhere, too, about Brandon Carlo. But the thing that people are kind of – they're not taking into consideration is when they say that, you know, he he's lacking physicality, he's not hitting people. If you if you check the numbers, Carlo's fifth on the Bruins in, in hits. So – he he may not lay people out all the time, but he's he's being physical out there. He's he's throwing his shoulder into people, but you're not getting the big uh, the big reaction because he's not laying people out. Um, but he is using his size now. The we know the Bruins are going to have to move on from from one player, maybe two, just to create that cap space. And people are saying Carlo, people are saying Riley, people are saying Craig Smith. And I think it would be a mistake to move on from Carlo right now. I think the two guys that you're going to look to move the most are Craig Smith and Mike Riley. And that that's, I mean, it's Carlo's a part of this defensive core, whether you like it, whether you don't, whether you think he could be playing better or whatever, but he's, he's in the system. He's used to the system. He's used to the team. He, he plays, um, 16 to 18 minutes a night, maybe a little more. Um, and yeah, he's, he's injury prone and you worry about that, but I, who would you rather have in the lineup? Brandon Carlo or Mike Riley, Brandon Carlo or Anton Strawman? It's Brandon Carlo. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, we've talked about it before. I mean, Carlo is a guy, he was taken that, that infamous 2015 draft, and a lot of people obviously focus on the missed picks, but Carlo was definitely a hit. I mean, he was like, was he like a fourth round pick or a second? I know he wasn't a first round. He might have been like a second round pick or something like that. But for what you need him to do, he's good at. I mean, this Bruins defensive core is 
small. I mean, they're short, especially with Forbert out. McAvoy's 6'1". I think Lindholm is like 6'3", 6'4". And like that's it for your size right now, except for your 6'5", Brandon Carlo. He's on a, a, a fairly team-friendly deal. You have him under control for a few more years. And he's definitely kind of going through a couple of bumps in the road right now. But the guy's a phenomenal skater. When he's on the money, he's great breakout passes. He's one of your... He's I, he's one of your most, uh, I'll say, trusted defensemen you have in the system right now. And if you're talking about shedding cap, I think Brandon Carlo is a horrible, horrible move. One of the strengths of this Bruins team is their depth. We talked about depth at forward. We've now seen with now Keith Kincaid, you got stupid depth at goalie. And they have insane depth at defense um, in, the t- in, in the sense that you have like seven or eight defensemen that you can plug in there and feel confident. Hopefully, Strawman doesn't cough the puck up like he did in like Ottawa and the couple times he has played, he hasn't looked great admittedly. And you still have Zaboro down in Providence or wherever the hell he is, who can go up and play every now and then. But I feel like moving Carlo is, would be a mistake in that sense. But the thing that does worry me is if you want to get rid of cap space, I think that the most likely reason would be to be, to get rid of Mike Riley. And they've definitely tried that. They put the guy on waivers twice and nobody will pick him up. So the only thing that concerns me about moving Mike Riley is you're probably going to have to attach a prospect or a pick or something to have somebody take that, take that money. Whereas if you move Carlo, you definitely don't need to. So that's the only thing I worry about, but I still, I would not move Carlo. Yeah, and it's um oh by the way, Carlo is uh 2015 second round, uh yeah. 37th overall. But I did see something interesting. Ottawa is looking for defensive help. So little reunion in Ottawa for Mike Riley, maybe. Who knows? There's a yeah. there's a potential partner right there. I'm I know that's trading within the division, but it's not like Mike Riley's an X Factor player. Is you know you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I mean he, he's not bad luck. by any means. He's not yeah he's not bad by any means, but uh, it's not like you're shipping, you know, a guy who's contributing on a nightly basis to a divisional rival. Like, that's not yeah. what it is. How much how much money does Craig Smith make? Like if would they have to move more than Craig Smith to make up room? Yeah, it it would have to be more than Craig. Um, Craig Smith. They got that. They got to get rid of Riley then, especially if he's he's not playing and he's not gonna play. When the Bruins' defensive unit is is healthy, he's your seventh defenseman at best, and he's making right. Isn't he making like three three million dollars a year or something like that? I mean, there's there's no well, no room on the books to keep a guy like that. Craig Smith is making three point one. No, oh, Jesus, I don't know he's making that much. Yeah, and so, so that's a guy you're definitely gonna have to move. You you've seen with your the way your lineup is, you're you're deep without him, and your in your um production level is still high without him. So I I think that's a guy that you're safe moving on from. Now Mike Riley, Mike Riley is making three million dollars a year. Oh, so that's two, that's two guys right there who aren't even really playing that much for you. That's uh, a total cap hit of six point one. So. And how much do you know off the top of your head how much they need to free up? Um, I believe it's in the six to seven range. I don't know off the top of my head, but uh, it's it's somewhere around there. Oh, yeah. So then the two of them are gone. Yes. It's just a matter yes. of how you're going to unload them because people don't seem to want Mike Riley in his contract, and I can understand why. Um, but, I, you know, I guess it's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, I, I'm thinking about, you know, what, what kind of assets the Bruins would have to give up. I don't – I mean, I wouldn't give up a young player. I don't think that there's really many young players other teams would want to take on his contract because 
We've said it a thousand times. The Bruins have a very depleted prospect pool, and the few ones that they do have, they wouldn't move. And not like you would move a blue chip prospect and just shed Mike Riley's contract. I'm not saying that, but um, you know, they could move a draft pick because it's not like they usually hit on them anyways. So, yeah, I would try to avoid um, prospects named Lysel, Lori, Beecher, and McLaughlin. Outside of that, I would be okay with them moving on from somebody and also draft pick wise, I would try my absolute hardest to save all of my first and second round picks. And then any pick after that, I'll throw in and I'll be okay with that. Like a third's okay. I'll lose a third. You think it would it'd have to be a third to shed his contract? I think so. Damn. I was, I was thinking like a fourth or a fifth. Nah, I, th- um, I think you know, they would try to push for a second. Definitely not a first, but try to push for a second and maybe settle with a third. Maybe maybe they'll attach one of these goalies with them. And they got they three could, of them well, that's in, the, in the AHO. You could use DiPietro as a chip now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, though. I don't know if I want to use him just to shed a contract. I don't want to use him to get something back. Yeah. But I don't know. You got to I mean you got to do what you got to do when you're trying to shed money. I mean somebody's getting moved either way cuz you got to get forward back with this roster. Although at least they have time. I mean you have uh, 3 weeks maybe, 2 to 3 weeks. I mean, I'm not in the Bruins locker room. I don't know when Forbert's coming back, but they said when he got hurt, I believe it was 4 to 6 week schedule and that was like a week and a half, two almost 2 weeks ago. So I would say probably around 2 weeks from now would be about the 4 week mark. And he just started yeah. skating today, so we'll have to I see was- when he comes. Yeah, I was just going to say Steve Conroy of uh, the Boston Herald reported that Forbert was skating today. He didn't practice, but he he was skating. He wasn't handling pucks. He was just out there moving because he still obviously has that broken finger. Um, but Jeremy Swayman was on the ice and he was practicing and he was activated off of the injury reserve today. So the Bruins sent Keith Kincaid back to Providence. So all Which signs is- point to Jeremy Swayman being back on the team. Yeah, which is big because they, I mean, you wouldn't have him as the backup if you didn't think he was going to be able to go in and play. So to me, that says that he's, he's ready. He's there. Maybe he needs like a couple days to shake the rust off, but that's big for this Bruins team. But watching, of course, Kincaid as well, and, and not just Kincaid, but who are these other Providence goalies they have? Cause I know they've been putting up some numbers down in the AHL as well. Uh, Kyle Kaiser is lighting it up right now. Um, and, to be honest with you, when they pulled up Kincaid, I don't know who slid up into his spot. Off the top of my head, I don't know. But I know Kaiser is lighting it up. Nah, I don't believe so. Which is going to be some... Those are some exciting pros, uh, uh, trade chips, you could say. Yeah. Because the Bruins have Swayman. There's, I mean, if, if they view that Swayman is the guy, unless one of these guys, the AHL, is suddenly like popping off and freaking Marty Brodeur, but Swayman's the guy. He's the guy of the future. He's only 24 years old. So you can move some of these goaltending prospects. And I would say that you can't, there's no such thing as having too many good goalies, but the Bruins literally have too many good goalies. They got three of them in, in the AHL and not, not, they don't have enough, enough pucks to stop, as I said last episode. <laughs> so for a team that was ranked 31st in the league, in terms of their goalie prospects, um, I would love to see what they can get back from moving some of these guys. And we've been talking a lot about the Bruins being 13 and two, but what about Providence? Huh? Aren't, yeah, are they? Providence. Aren't they like 10 and one or something like that? Yeah. Providence is letting it up too. I mean, both teams right now, Boston and Providence are just pinnacle of, of the, you know, the national and the American hockey league. Yeah. They're, they're the nice. teams to beat right now. They're the teams It'll- to beat. 
it'll be nice in uh in june when we go to boston for the parade (laughs) and then you can just kind of you can go down the the east coast maybe stop at plymouth check out Mm. plymouth rock i don't know yeah (laughs) and then just go right down to providence hit that parade and then i don't know drive back to boston catch a Sox game i mean come on like (laughs) like this is perfect it's great to live in boston (laughs) it really is they don't sports man title town and now they're going to call it title title england i don't know new england we got got providence down there too they're gonna be winning stuff yeah but um in terms of jeremy swayman i'm looking at the schedule right now um we play we play philly tomorrow night and as you're listening to this we're playing philly tonight um and then saturday we play chicago so if, if swayman's practicing and he's looking good i'm thinking saturday he gets excuse me saturday he gets that start against chicago and then that that um gives Olmark the chance to rest before tampa bay comes or before we go down to tampa bay for a monday night matchup against the lightning yeah i think i think you're definitely spot on i think saturday is probably most likely because then that, that right after that game against yeah. the blackhawks is saturday starts the gauntlet the gauntlet. they got they're going to tampa they're going to play florida they're home playing carolina then they're home playing tampa and that's how your november ends so they're definitely going to need Olmark firing on all cylinders for those four dude, games dude not only that but then you start december against colorado oh i just against the next vegas month. and then against colorado again then you have a little break in arizona Mullet Arena, go, baby. <laughs> then you, yeah. Then you go right back to Vegas, Islanders, Kings, Jackets, Panthers. We got a tough stretch of games coming up. Yeah, yeah. And then even after that, they got Winnipeg, and then they got the Devils twice in less than a week. Who yes. also? What the hell? The Dude, Devils are good. The Devils are disgusting. I, I was. I'll admit it. I was on Twitter today, and um, the NHL. The NHL tweeted the graphic yesterday that oh the have won 10 straight games i was like but it's the devils so i went on i went on their schedule and i was looking at who they played and i was crafting up a, I, I literally before i even checked their schedule i typed in i was like yeah but the, the devils have played blank teams over 500 and i went to the schedule to count how many teams they were and and um i was like oh shit no they've actually beaten some pretty some pretty good teams here <laughs> and then i was looking at a, a goal differential and i believe they were second in the league with like a plus 21 goal differential they're on a 10 game winning streak like yeah. They're insane. And for the, the talk that the Bruins have been getting with our goaltending here, have you seen their goalie stats? The Vanasek guy and, and the other dude there? And oh they still God. have in Blackwood, their main goalie is hurt. So, like, yeah, dude, they're a Jesus. good team. They, they are. And they, they, uh, the other team has got some young players coming up too. Jack Hughes, he was a little slow his rookie year, but he's been firing on all cylinders last year. He's off to a hot start this year. He's so the, good. There's there's a lot of teams that we're seeing now have like a really good young nucleus that's like lighting the league on fire. Yeah. I know we were talking about Buffalo as well, but like some of those players they have there, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you just suck for a decade and get a <laughs> bunch of like, you know, a bunch of top uh, lottery picks. But I'm happy for Buffalo. They're finally building something there. But like the East is looking like a wagon, like for the foreseeable future. Oh, yeah. The East is dominating the nhl like any like a western conference team dude like right now even colorado like they're not looking too hot dallas is atop the central at nine five and two colorado right now is eight five and one winnipeg is nine four and one and then vegas i mean vegas is 13 four and oh so that's pretty good la second in their division 10 7 and one and then seattle eight five and three third in their division and then the edmonton oilers 
a team that everyone thought was going to be disgusting. Nine, seven, and zero. Like, come on. Every year, people think Edmonton's going to be disgusting, and every year they crap down their leg. Something happens. Yep. Well, dude. Oh, you know, you know what though? We need to talk about you. I know you saw it on Twitter. The Evander Kane injury. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, dude. It makes my skin crawl every time. Every they, uh... single time. Oh, for uh, I'm assuming probably everybody should probably have heard it by now. But if you haven't, he was he was what he was knocked down and somebody skated over his wrist, and I believe they said in like your wrist, that's you know right where a major artery is. They said that it 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 cut through to the bone, the blade, and he went he immediately popped up. He went skating to the bench. You could see, and I mean, Evander Kane, whatever you think about him. One thing you can't say is that he's soft. I mean, he's a tough True. guy. He's he a is. dog, and he was screaming skating to the bench he was in pain he was worried you could see the fear in his eyes and he went right down to the locker room and what they said he's out for a month a month plus no no he's out i think it's four to six four to six months yeah yeah I thought it was yeah. four to six weeks no no oh my god yeah well i saw the video of him playing uh with his daughter who's extremely cute by the way and his whole <laughs> arm was all wrapped up in something and it was like oh man i mean that it, it, I know there's not much you can do because, I mean, unless you wear like a freaking Kevlar suit everywhere, but like your wrists, I feel like you should have some sort of protection, something on there. So something like that doesn't Dude, happen. I'm, I'm telling you, I've been saying this for so long. Like, God, please wear something on your neck and wear something over your wrists. Like there's been way too many close calls. The NHL is so lucky that no player has to be to be blunt no player has died from from a cut like that like dude that's not a joke like your your neck you we've all seen the video of the buffalo goalie get his throat slit and blood pool all over the ice um i believe the it guy was richard, in florida yeah richard zednick he got his neck slit and luckily the the NHL has gotten too lucky. One of these days, it's going to be a disaster. A, dis yeah. a disaster. It happened Please to, wear uh, something. It happened to Taylor Hall, didn't it? When he was yes. in uh, Jersey, he was he was on the ice, stretching, and somebody skated over his fingers. Yeah, and and like severed his fingers because that there's no there's no padding in the NHL currently that I mean I don't know a shin guard but that you can wear that like these guys are skating around with literally their knives there's like yes. Bowie knives on on their feet and all it takes yeah. is like one wrong angle one skate catches somebody in the neck or one skate catches somebody on the wrist and suddenly you have an incident like what happened to Evander Kane or like what happened to uh, the guy in Florida you just mentioned or the, the goalie in Buffalo I mean this I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't happened more often yeah exactly dude it's it's terrifying like in a mat like when there's scrums too and, and bodies are flying and, and people are laying down on the ice and skates are going everywhere it's like oh my god it's like oh my god like one yeah. wrong move one direction and, and it yeah. could be all over or even like you know, like for goalies, like when they're down covering the puck and you got a million yeah. people crashing the net. I mean, one guy gets pushed a little too hard and a skate goes somewhere. And next thing you know, I mean, it's it's a dangerous sport. I mean, there's there's only so much protection you can make. And I know, you know, it's obviously difficult if you got a bunch of guards on your wrist to try and stick handle, or if you got something on your neck and makes it hard to breathe. But like, I don't know. You yeah, you know what else makes it hard to breathe? If you're dead. <laughs> yeah, if your throat gets cut by a skate. Oh my yeah. God. You know, it's definitely something to consider, but it, I wanted it to definitely is. 
I wanted to ask as well, you know, with, with the news that just came out of the Bruins hiring, I don't have her name off the top oh, of my head. Uh, Loretta Lynch. The, yes, to investigate the vetting process. Mm-hmm. Do you, what is your opinion? What, what's your immediate reaction to hearing that? I'm just going to, I'm wondering, it's a good move by them. It shows that they're taking at least this part pretty seriously. Like, you just hired a United States Attorney General to, to look into this. Yeah. But. But I don't know, because I'm I'm curious as to what they're gonna look at. I I don't know what they could find that the Bruins. I, I was gonna say could do better. They could have done a lot of things better. But like, what are the maybe she'll find ways for them to improve their vetting system. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the way that uh, and forgive me, I haven't read anything. I've just I've heard people talk about it, whether it be on the radio or podcasts, and I've read people's opinions on it. And the way that they're making it seem is that they hired, what's her name? Loretta Lynch. Yep. They hired her to investigate the process into how this happened. How did, how did this fall through and you signed somebody like this? And to me, I guess when I first heard it, I thought that it was kind, I thought it was kind of a scapegoat. I thought it was kind of dumb because I get why you're doing it, but is Cam Neely not the president of hockey operations? Does he not have the final say on every single thing that right. that franchise does? So I feel like they're hiring this person. She's going to be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, like this scout discovered him. These people had these conversations and and that's the end of it. And it's like, well, yeah, but like if Cam Neely didn't, if Cam Neely said no, they would have never signed it, signed the guy. So like, what's the point of having her come in and, and like, try to find the person responsible, I guess, if mm-hmm. like it's, it's Cam Neely. Like it doesn't matter who did what research or, or who discovered the kid or whose idea it was to initially sign the guy. It was Cam Neely who signed off on it. So like the investigation should end there. And yeah. I don't know, like I've, I've been hearing a lot of, a lot of theories and like one of them, which I don't know how much, how much water it holds or how much merit it gets, but like, Cam Neely is such a polarizing figure and not just, you know, Boston and the Bruins organization, but uh, you know, the NHL as well. And I know that there's been a lot of media attention on Cam Neely, especially from the fans. I mean, a lot of us, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I can speak with the fans. I think he does a horrible job as president. I don't, I don't like Cam Neely as a president of the Bruins, frankly. And maybe, maybe Jacobs is like, you know, he can't see this as you can't really fire Cam Neely because of the person he is. So maybe you can have Loretta Lynch come in and say, well, Cam Neely was a little, he was the one responsible ultimately because he was the one who could have said no and he didn't. And then maybe this can be Jacobs' way of firing him. I mean, I don't know. That was just a, 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 a thought that I heard today. And I went, well, that's a little interesting. I don't know what you think about that. I didn't think about it that way, but it kind of makes sense. Um, I don't know, dude. The whole thing is, the whole thing is bizarre. Like, I know, I know for me, like, I'm, I'm just anything about this kid anymore. I, I try to avoid as much yeah. as possible. Um, I try not to talk about it, but like when when stuff like this comes up, we have to talk about it because it's relevant. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 weird in the aspect of. I, I know she's investigating the vetting process, but I don't really understand like like why there's like, a external investigation into the organization. It's not like anything illegal was done. And I know yeah. it's I know she's investigating the vetting process, but that's a pretty 
hefty lawyer to get in there to, yeah, to no, investigate uh, a vetting it, process. Yeah, and and like I don't think I did a good enough job explaining before, but like I, I I'm happy they brought her in. Like it's it's obviously important. Yeah. I want I yes, want them yes. to know how this happened. But I guess my point of view that I was trying to say is that the way that I interpreted the Bruins hiring her was that they brought her in to find the person responsible. And who is she trying to find when it's Cam Neely? Like he's the, he's the guy. So what's the point of, yeah. So like if they're bringing her in to examine the vetting process and how they can improve it, by all means, I, I love it. It's a great idea. But if they're bringing her in to, to find the guy responsible, well, he's he's sitting up in the ninth floor. It's the guy who has the final say in everything that this franchise does. So that's why I was thinking, you know, I heard a rumor. Maybe, you know, this could be a way for Jacobs to finally get rid of Cam Neely. I don't know. But um, I, I'm interested to see what she finds. I know they also said that the report, everything that she finds is going to be made public. So we're going to know what they were looking for. We're going to know what they discovered. And we're going to know about the changes that they made, which I think is great. But um, when I first heard it, I was I was a little confused as to, you know, why are you hiring this yeah. huge attorney to come in to find the person responsible if that's truly why she's here? If we all know who's responsible, it's the guy who who has the final say in everything that this team does. Yeah, like she's legitimately the United States Attorney General. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird situation. Hopefully they can kind of, you know, get to the bottom of it. It's nearly um yes <laughs> but you know we'll we'll see what happens and we'll go from there but we're probably about halfway maybe a little under halfway through the show so as always uh we will read you our sponsorship and that would be the great cano wellness company <clears throat> it's time to talk about the amazing cano wellness company cano wellness offers you four distinct experiences for the different challenges you may face throughout the day can of sleep can amend can of fresh and can of boost it's a trusted brand for sports fitness and wellness households with over 50 vitamins nutrients and herbal extracts and four compact sprays it's the most convenient way to get back on track with no pills water or messy powders 90% of nutrients in these oral sprays are absorbed in less than 30 seconds. It's like an entire health food store in your pocket and is endorsed by Olympians, NHL players, and pro sports stars who rely on the Cano Wellness Company to support high performance. Mel, let's talk about each product. Let's talk about it. First up, we got Cano Boost. Cano Boost gives you the ability to skip the coffee and sugary snacks and energize the healthy way. Use daily before you work out, when studying for an exam, and other times you need increased clarity, stamina, and concentration. Canamend provides the after-party liver support and works fast to relieve hangovers in the morning after drinking. This unique oral spray supplement is blended with 11 vegan vitamins and herbal extracts to replenish your body to combat headaches, sickness, and lack of energy. Canafresh reduces stress and gives your body an immune system boost. Whether you're nervous before presentation or need to calm down after a hectic day, the 11 natural and vegan ingredients in Canna Fresh take the edge off without making you drowsy or unmotivated. Canna Sleep. This all-natural and vegan sleep aid is convenient and fast-absorbing. No mixing beverages, no waiting for gummies to kick in. Just spray, roll over, and snooze. Control your dosage on how much sleep you need. If you want to try these amazing Canna Wellness all-natural oral sprays, please go to cannawellness.com. That is C-A-N-I-Wellness.com 
Bets.com and use our promo code BNG25. That's BNG25 to get 25% off everything on the CanonWellness.com website. We thank Canon Wellness for sponsoring this episode in our weekly Boston Bruins related podcast. Sully, back to you. All right. Well, I think we jump into the DMs right now. Yes. The, the post ad. So I kind of I want to start with this one. So this one comes in from Justin Karan at Justin Karan 18. He said, when looking ahead to next season, if if Bergeron and Krejci do retire, who do you think Boston targets as a center? Horvat, maybe O'Reilly, or will these two be moved during the season? Moving Bergeron or Krejci during the season? No, no, no. Moving, moving oh. Riley, O'Reilly or Horvat. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I have a couple. I so I will say this. So when we got that question, I I looked up the um, upcoming twenty twenty four. Uh, free agents who are centers. And I'll just rattle off a couple right here for you just to kind of get a baseline. So upcoming free agents. Anze Kopitar, centers, by the way. Anze Kopitar, Mark Shifley, Sam Reinhart, Elias Pettersson. Elias Pettersson is an RFA, so Vancouver would have the opportunity to match the contract. So they're not getting him. Right. Unless they want to give up like four first-round draft picks. Yeah, screw that. (laughs) <laughs> Elias Lindholm, Jake Gensel, Steven Stamkos, Stemmer. Austin Matthews. Not... Ooh. Austin Matthews is not coming to Boston. That's why I saved him for last. He's not yeah. he's not coming here. Um I there's a couple off that list that actually kind of pique my interest a lot. I got Anze Kopitar would be interesting. I feel like he mm-hmm. would. I feel like he would fit I, into the system really well. I, oh yeah, I was gonna say. I think Anze Kopitar would be a good fit. I think he's very similar to uh, David Krejci right now. The only thing about Kopitar is he's a little too old for me. Mm. I think he's like 35, 36. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is old. Um, but he he's a good two way guy who can produce. He's kind of like you said, similar to Krejci right now. He has a similar style to Bergeron. Um. Mark Shifley is interesting. And also, honestly, Jake Gensel. Pittsburgh's. I, Jake Gensel will be a good pickup. Yeah. You P- know who Pittsburgh's I. Pittsburgh's kind of stinking. Like, who knows? Maybe he wants to move. You know, you know who I didn't hear you say? Uh-huh. What about what about Dylan Larkin? Is he a free agent? He sure is. How would pull be? him out of the pull him out of Detroit. That'd be that would be pretty interesting. Be a, he was only twenty six. Yeah. Leader wearing the C in Detroit. Former thirty goal scorer. Um, I think. Okay, let me restart. Yes, I want Dylan Larkin. I would like Dylan Larkin to be my second line of center. You know who I would like to take Bergeron's spot? It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly. Mm. Ryan O'Reilly, because I know I've shit on him a lot because he wants to be Bergeron so badly, but I feel like Ryan O'Reilly sliding into that top line center spot. He's not as good as Bergeron, but I feel like he would be good in this system because he's a similar style player. He's a face-off winning machine. He's a two-way player. Um, he's a leader. He's a veteran. I believe he's in his early thirties. Now you're going to get a couple more good years out of him. I would love Ryan O'Reilly on that first line because I feel like I feel like the structure of the line 
wouldn't change too much. You know, um, for instance, if they want to do the perfection line, if you want, you know, Marsh in on your left and Pasta on your right, I would feel good feeling Ryan O'Reilly in there because I feel like the production from your center position wouldn't drop off too much between Bergeron and Ryan O'Reilly. That's why I like Ryan O'Reilly as my top line center. Second line, let's do something crazy. I want Dylan Larkin in there at center. He's 26. He can score some goals. He's a better goal scorer than Krejci is. Um, plus, Krejci has kind of lost a step, it's looked like, in these last couple games. I thought he hasn't looked like the Krejci we saw at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But, um, you know, this Bruins team, when they lose Krejci and Bergeron, they are probably going to be a mess because they have two massive holes at center, but the rest of this team is still good. Right, like they still have pasta if they resign him. You still have Marshan. You still have Coyle as your third line center. You still have your third and fourth line depth. You still have all these defensemen. You still have these two goalies. They need to plug those two holes. And Larkin, Dylan Larkin, can hold down that second line center position for a while. He's 26 years old, and I feel like if Ryan O'Reilly plays in that top line center position, you're not going to lose too much production between him and Bergeron. Yeah, that's actually I, I would like that one-two punch up the middle. Plus, O'Reilly's a little older. He has that experience. Um, he's won a cup. He's won a say cup, it, but he's won a cup. <laughs> he did win a cup. Um, it would they would just have to make it work with the cap. But... Yeah, I also I want to list off. There's a couple names here that you also missed. Jonathan mm -hmm. Taves is a free agent. Yes and or no? no? I'm I'm out on him too. Sean Monahan. Interesting choice. Um, at the right price, maybe. I honestly, if you couldn't get Dylan Larkin. I I wouldn't be too upset if they got Sean Monahan. I I wouldn't be upset by any means. I I just think he's kind of, um, he's disappointed people who who thought he was a really really talented player. He's yeah. fallen below his ceiling. Hey, he's a former thir mid thirty goal scorer though. But yeah, I do I do I do feel you with that. Jordan Stahl, Ugh, no thanks. Uh, <laughs> Bo, Bo Horvat. Yep. Joe Pavelski. He's too old. Bo um, Horvat would be an interesting one. Yeah, because he's he, he's he's a good player. It, it, I feel like he's almost in a similar spot in Z as Zaka is or was with New Jersey, but I feel like Bo Horvat has superior skills to Zaka. Yeah, he. I mean, Bo. He's. He's got 20 points in 17 games this year. He started the, yeah. the season off on fire. And yeah. he's he's turning 28. I mean, he's hitting his prime. Another guy you can slide in there. I'll give you a couple more names here. Uh, Alex Kilorn. Mm. I wouldn't mind him. He wouldn't be hard. I don't, I don't, I don't know about a top six role he's for in, him. He's in Tampa, right? Yes. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be an okay pickup. Again, not my first choice. Um, Dylan Strom, you said. Um, and, then it, and then it kind of falls off. Lars Eller. <laughs> Ooh, oh, God. No, thanks. <laughs> if, we, if we sign Lars Eller to be a, one of our oh my gosh. first or second line centers, oh, man, are we in trouble? Hang on. There's one huge name that we missed here. He's 28 years old, turning 29, center 6'2", 213. Big body. He's a lefty. Who, who the fuck? Zemkis Gergensen's. <laughs> he is a, he's an offenseman. <laughs> no, he isn't. Zemkis? Zemkis Gergensen. He's, he's a center. Zemgis Gergensen's is my favorite player of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen somebody make fun of somebody more than you've made fun of Gergensen's. But it's like, but it's like making fun of him in a loving way. Like, I yeah, just, that's I, true. Like when he got the entire country of freaking Latvia to vote him into the 
into the mm-hmm. all-star game that one time how, that about, was how about when john scott converted into the all-star game <laughs> i i have i have the t-shirt in my other room it was like vote john scott it's like a presidential shirt a really? big picture of yeah i'll have to find it and wear it next episode it's amazing that's, that's funny but um gergensen by the way his his career high in goals was set in uh his second year in the league he scored 15 goals uh since then he's only scored double digits twice <laughs> Wow! Yeah, it's you are right. Though. He is he is a center. He's a former. He was a he was the fourteenth overall pick. Yeah. What the? F- wow. There's there's that de- there's hey. definitely some options. What? Like I said, big Zumkis Gergensen's guy. I just only <laughs> solely because the the only reason is because I want to hear Jack Edwards try to say that every single yeah. game. Yeah. Every wait, wait. single game. Can you say his name again? Zumkis Gerg. Zumkis Gergensen's. <laughs> It is. I'll give Jack credit. That actually is a hard name to say. That is a tough one to say. But listen, there's a, there's a say, bunch of say that three times fast. Yeah, there's a bunch of centers that the Bruins can go after next year. Um, it's just a matter of signing them and signing them to a good contract, which we know and, they've had trouble with in the past. And it's a matter of if Bergeron and Krejci decide to hang them up. That we is don't true. know that for sure yet. That's fair. All right. Yeah. Next question from Melinda. She's sent us a couple good DMs, a couple episodes in a row now. She said, hey, guys. Wait, th- yep. What's her Twitter? What's her Twitter? Oh, good catch. Good catch. Her Twitter Sauce is her at, at Melinda underscore paints. She, uh, by the way, she posts Hell some yeah. beautiful, posts some beautiful pictures all the time walking on the beach. Pictures mm-hmm. of the beach that she shares. I always enjoy seeing those. She says, hey, guys, through 16 games. The Bruins now have 20 different goal scorers, which makes the statement, this is a selfless definition of team. My question is, do you think Brandon and Strali will score a goal before the season ends? Could be any time between now and the playoffs. What do you think? I'm going to say with a resounding yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, oh, Strawman, Strawman, I don't know. He might yeah, that's what a... I was going to say. I don't know <laughs> who's going to score, dude. I don't know. He might not get a lot of playing time. But Brandon Carlo, absolutely. The guy's just been a little snake bitten to start the year. You know what Brandon Carlo's goal is going to be? What? It's going to be like an on-ice slap shot looking for a tip, and it's somehow just going to sneak through a fi- <laughs> like the five-hole. I, you know, I think Brandon Carlo might just pop off and get a hat trick or something one of these days. <laughs> that would be um, so Brandon Carlo of him, dude, just to get just to get a hat trick one game and then go scoreless again for 35 games. You know, it's wow. I'm looking at ooh, he only has two points this year. I did not know that. Yeah. Compare that to uh Hampus Lindholm freaking point per game. Whatever the hell he's putting up, but no, I think I think Brandon Carlo will absolutely score at some point this year. He's just been a little snake bitten. Although Strawman, I really don't know. I I, I think his problem <laughs> will be uh, getting on the ice when the yeah. Bruins team is healthy. He's like if Mike Riley stays around, I think Strawman's like your eighth defenseman. Um, but even and even when he does play, he's not getting heavy minutes like Brandon Carlo is. Um, but she also she she listed out their goal scorers here. Because it's a long list. Obviously, Pasternak, Patrice Bergeron, DeBrusque Hall, Coyle, Lindholm, Marchand, AJ Greer, Nick Foligot, uh, Trent Frederick, Krejci, Zaka, Grizzlick, Forbert, Smith, Lauko, Clifton, McAvoy, Zaboral, and Noshik. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it's an entire it's lineup of goal scorers. Yeah, so like literally Brennan Carlo and Stroma are the only two that haven't scored yet, right? 
Grizzlick? Grizzlick has, yes, Grizzlick has scored. I only know that because Melinda typed out this nice list for us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The only, I mean, Omar and Swayman. I mean, what are those? The only other couple guys who haven't scored? (laughs) Um, (laughs) The way the season is going. Craig Smith has scored. He's played like five games. Yeah. That, well, that's the thing about Craig Smith is he's still he can still produce. Like if he's in a lineup consistently, he's gonna give you at least ten. Yeah. Yeah, he's just not gonna get in a lineup consistently here. And he's not gonna get ten here. Has Mike Riley scored? Uh, nope, he's not. He is not. He won't be scoring either anymore here either because he's probably on his way out. But he'll be scoring is, his goal in Ottawa. That is hopefully another good question from Melinda. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, thanks, Melinda. So now I'll move on to this question from, uh, let's see here, Zach Taranko. You can follow him on Twitter um, at Zach underscore Taranko. And I saved this one for the pod. I didn't tell you about this one because I, I wanted to see your live reaction. He goes, he goes, big DM question for you guys. Who is better at NHL 23, you or Nick? Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> Do I gotta remind him of the game that we played back in high school? No, we don't have to talk about that one. He said I... NHL twenty three. He said NHL twenty three. And you know what? I'm gonna say myself, and I know I you're was... probably gonna say yourself. You know what I was gonna say? What? I was gonna say you. Really? No, I was gonna say both of us. Oh uh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> honestly, honestly, you I'll say it. You and I are kind of legends in our in our town of where we're from. And for our skills on the sticks, for our NHL ability. I remember when we were in high school and I was a freshman, you were a sophomore at the pasta dinners, and like you would have thought that we were like circus animals. Because <laughs> like we would like we like the whole team would get together. And um, we would we would play like NHL and we would do like two on two or three on like like games of two on two or three on three. So like you're playing the whole team, but there's like two people playing as the Bruins and other two people playing as like the Canadians, for example. And everybody like all the seniors like wanted me on their team and then the other seniors wanted you on their team. And it would be like this huge battle like back and forth of people watching (laughs) us play each other. And I know that you don't want me to say it, but I'm going to say it. Greatest game of NHL I've ever played was at my pasta dinner, my junior year, your senior yep. year. Yep. I was team, uh, I think I was team USA and you were team Canada. And everybody was watching. The whole team was around because it's a big deal when you and I play each other in it Super Bowl. It is a big it's, deal. I mean, it's like freaking, it's like, it's like Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali going at it. <laughs> and you had a four to one lead. And I was feeling dejected. And I think you were the home team. And I was going down for the third period. And bang, bang, bang. Suddenly it was 4-4. Goes into overtime. And I freaking took it home, baby. Whole house whole house was going crazy. But um, I'd say NHL 23, we're pretty, we're pretty split. And I think if you want to see, and maybe if the people who are listening want to try and form their own opinions, guess what? We play EASHL all the time on Twitch. You can time. join it at Tumblin Muffins. T-U-M-B-L-I-N, no G, Muffins. <laughs> and you can watch us play NHL there. I know you play a lot more than I do because you play HUT. I only I only load up NHL to play EASHL. But 
Um, yeah. I'd say that we're the we're the two best at it. I would no say bias too, like NHL twenty three, right? I I feel like if we played like a best of seven series, just head to head, I feel like it would go seven. Oh, I feel, I feel and then like seven would. is just a wild card. But I feel like it would. When we're playing at ESHL, um, you definitely score way more. I'm like the I'm like the setup guy, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You're you're the yeah. passing guy. Yeah, and no, but to be finish. fair, to be fair, a lot of my goals I wouldn't be able to score if you weren't setting me up. Hey, and to be fair, a lot of a lot of the goals that you score that I set up wouldn't be going in if you weren't shooting the puck. Yeah, that's fair. I will say though, <laughs> I will say, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm the better goalie. Yeah, dude, I let up eight <laughs> goals last game. Uh, okay, <laughs> so, I, let, I let up seven. Playing goalie, yeah. playing goalie in NHL 23 is so much fun. But boy, can can you really like get down in the dumps? Because yeah. when, when we were playing, and I was feeling pretty good, right? I was goalie. You were playing forward with our other friend Connor, who's not in the pod, but he's a friend of the pod. Um, and you guys were scoring left and right. We were up four-one. I was feeling pretty good. Suddenly. I gave in three goals on three straight shots, and it was four four. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit!" But we came hey. through, and we ended up winning in overtime. Yep. Still got the the. Uh, oh the yeah, dub. I think that might be my first online goalie dub ever. Which is saying I think something. It, I think it was because we got we got that like badge like first win with a human goalie or something like that. That's crazy. That was yeah. that was a great question. I love that question. I, yeah. I have another <laughs> I have another question here from Ethan. Ooh. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it. This question is from Ethan Moriarty, the reigning DM of the month. Hell yeah, Ethan. Follow, follow him on Twitter at EMoriartyWX. I'll say it again. He posts some great storm content, um, specifically tornadoes, but he covers a lot more than that. Go give him a follow. Pod question. Thoughts on the NHL Winter Classic as a whole? I'll say this. No, you know what? You go first. Okay. Well, first of all, it's just a gigantic money grab by. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's just a big money grab by. Um, what's John Henry? On? John Henry, yeah. Like it's he literally owns... what I was gonna say, dude. He bought the Penguins, and then a month later, it was announced that the Winter Classic was at Fenway Park, which is the owner of the Red Sox, <laughs> if you don't know. So he's got Fenway, he's got the Penguins, and he brings the Winter Classic back to Boston. This dude is making so much money off of that. But yeah. I will say, uh, I missed the first Winter Classic, so I'm really, really hoping I can find a way to get tickets to this one. Um, but I can't wait to see what those jerseys look like. I know they're going to go with the meth bear, um, so that will be cool. And I, I'm honestly waiting to see what those jerseys look like before I buy a new one because I'm, I'm caught right now. I love the Pooh Bear jerseys, uh, the reverse retros, and I really want one of those, but... If the Winter Classic one comes out and it's got the meth bear and it is just an electric jersey, I might have to go with that one too. I don't blame you because you've really got to make sure you get your money worth. Have you seen the prices of the Pooh Bear jerseys? They're like 230 bucks on on Chop.NHL. Dude, they they put the reverse retro stuff on the um, Bruins Pro Shop website and the sweatshirt that I posted on Twitter is $135 for a that's sweatshirt. Insane. For that's a sweatshirt. Insane. For a sweatshirt. Nobody's paying that much money. No. Fresh freshman year of high school, I almost <laughs> got the all green St. Patrick's Day Bruins sweatshirt. 
And I was begging my mom to buy it for me. And thank the Lord she said no, because that thing is atrocious. It is so ugly. <laughs> it is hideous. Yeah. But yeah. Winter Classic, I love the Winter Classic. Um, it's always dude, good fun is, to watch. It's so cool, dude. Even like the small stuff, like you know, like the like the players breathing heavy on the bench, you can see their breath when it yeah. starts to snow, and you can see the snow come down, and then like it zooms out, and like holy shit, they're playing in the middle of Fenway Park. I think that is the coolest thing ever. I actually went to the uh, when the Bruins played the Flyers at Fenway. What was that like? It was uh, twenty. It was it was the first day of two thousand eleven. No, two thousand. Oh. <laughs> I went to so before the Bruins put the Flyers, BC played BU at Fenway Park, and I went to that game with uh, my friend Ryan and my dad and his dad, and it was a really cool experience. Although I will say it was freezing. I remember I had like three pairs of socks on. I had under like Under Armour pants on with long johns over that, with sweatpants over that. I had like three sweatshirts on and a winter jacket. It was really cold, but it was a really cool experience. You know that's just another way for Henry to make money. He's going to be selling hand warmers for 10 bucks a pop. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I don't know if you know this, but do you know who what collegiate team is playing at Fenway this year for the well, Winter Classic? I know one of them is Quinnipiac. How'd you right? know that? Am I right? Yeah, you are. Well, it, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know if the men's team is, but I definitely know that the women's team is playing at Fenway. Women's Quinnipiac hockey team. And I will probably be getting tickets to go into that game. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I would love to see a game out of Fenway. I mean, like yeah. what? Like, you see a hockey game at Fenway Park? It's such, a, <laughs> it's such a mind. Because like you, you pull up to the stadium and it's January and it's cold and it's snowy. And it's like, whoa, I've never seen Fenway when it's not 85 degrees out and buggy. Yeah. And then like, and, and then like, like even like, like you go to your seats and like, there's like just snow, like all over the field. It's pushed the end of the rows. Like you're in, and, and nobody's sitting because the seats are tiny at Fenway and yeah. they're freezing cold because it's yeah. like 13 degrees. And, and honestly, I, the viewing experience was horrible because you really couldn't see anything at all because the, the angles of the seats and like the angle of, of the, of the, the rink, it's, you couldn't see anything, but it was still cool to be there. That's what I was going to say. So apparently this year they're switching up the way that they're going to do the ice layout apparently. Cause you know how last time they did it like third to first, third base yeah, to first yeah. base. I think this time it's going to be um, from like the back of the pitcher's mound into center field. So it's going to be more of like a uh, better viewing experience, I guess. I feel like that isn't. I feel like just the people who had. The, I feel like the people who had a shitty view before have a good view now, and the people who had a good view before now have a shitty view. Like, well, uh, the people who sit behind home, like home plate, like they're you're screwed. Not, yeah, you're just gonna see the back of a goalie, and 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 you like you you have to see over the boards too, like yeah. that, like that sucks. Like that's gonna be hard unless you're sitting up in like the 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 what's it called the pavilion like like way up above like the third yeah, baseline yeah. you can kind of see down now those are some good seats yeah. but i'm sure henry will charge an arm or leg for those i mean it's kind of funny too um last like last time it was there obviously in 2011 like you it was hard to see it's it's not like it was in a football stadium or anything and and fenway park is a weird shape as it is anyways like it's hard to watch a baseball game there sometimes because you're sitting behind yeah. a goddamn pole but yeah. like um when it was at Gillette though when they played Montreal like that's perfect you got it's it's the way it's set up is almost just like a bigger hockey rink you know what yeah. i mean 
I mean, you almost, I, I would almost want them to like close like the bottom rows off because you can't see. And it's yeah. not right to sell tickets to people for the money they're charging. They go there and not be able to see anything. But, I mean, Fenway is tiny. I mean, you can only fit so many people in that stadium. But either way, it's going to be really cool. I would much rather watch that game on my couch with a, with a log in the fireplace than to be yeah. freezing my ass off in Fenway, only being able to see a third of the rank. Definitely, but either way, I'm excited. Yeah. Definitely depends on, like, where I could get a seat. But if if I was, like, down in like a corner and I'm hundreds of yards away from the rink. It's like at that point, you're kind of just there for the experience and you're probably just watching the jumbo trauma the whole time. Yeah. But I, I, I love like the marketing that goes around the Windsor classic. I think yeah. that is so cool. Obviously the jerseys that they come with, come out with and like the throwback stuff, but I, I'm, I'm a sucker for like promos and I'll give the NHL credit. They've really been investing some effort into promoting these players. Obviously, what was going around Twitter today was the whole Dylan Larkin with his butt with the pants. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, talk about his hockey butt and how you should buy these pants. Um, but also, like, the NHL's TikToks have been, like, showing off player personalities and stuff, which, like, they literally made zero effort to doing before. And this Bruins team has a ton of personality. Yeah, Obviously, you got Marshan, you got Pasta. I mean, Bergeron is the dad of the team. Um, up and down the roster, you got a bunch of a bunch of characters. So I'm excited to see what they do with that and how they're going to market this game because it's not just a Bruins thing and it's not just a Pittsburgh thing. Like this is a national thing. It's the, it's the yeah. Winter Classic. It's going to be seen in two different countries at least. So I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and if if the Bruins are playing like they are now, and if Pittsburgh is playing like they are now, it's going to be a freaking bloodbath. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Boston's going to go crazy. The Boston but... Massacre Part Two. Yeah, yeah, but um, so we'll we'll hit on our last DM question right here. So this one comes in from our good friend Lauren, our our podcast mascot, as some call her, and you can follow her on Twitter at Big Bruins Energy. She said, and this got a lot of buzz on Twitter. It got more likes than the podcast announcement had. She said. <laughs> What dog park does <laughs> what dog park does Forbert take Darla to? Asking for a friend. Dot dot dot. Wait, well, does Forbert have a dog? Does he? <laughs> I don't he know. I've never heard about him before. He doesn't seem like a dog guy. He he probably no, has a I cat. Yeah. Oh yeah, a cat named Allard. Oh, <laughs> he <laughs> might. <Darla backwards. laughs> he I, Forbert's like a. I feel like Forbert. If you had to guess, like without knowing that he had a dog, like I feel like I would have guessed that he had like a lizard. A lizard? Yeah, like some weird pet like that, like a snake. Oh, God. He probably has Geico. He might. <laughs> yeah, he might. I could. But, I I could picture. Honestly, no, I could see Forward being a dog person, but I wouldn't picture him having what Starla isn't she like a beagle? I I think so. She's got those big floppy ears. Yeah, I would. There. I would picture Dorbert. Dorbert. Oh my Dorbert. god. Dorbert. Oh my god. Wait, that might become a thing. Dorbert. We might have to start that Dorbert. <laughs> yeah, Dorbert. Oh my god. Oh, that Jesus. just started right here on the Something's <laughs> Brewing podcast. All right. So now we got we got Cliffy Hockey. We got Flea Goat. We got if there's a moose standing next to a moose, you call those a couple of meese. And now we got Dorbert. <laughs> Dorbert. Wait, that's the best, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> I was gonna say though, if if I thought if if I didn't know that Derek Forbert had like a beagle or whatever Darla is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not caught up with my dog breeds. I would have assumed that he had like a bulldog or something. 
mm. or like get like a a, a a terrier or something like that i feel like he kind of exudes that kind of bulldog personality you know it's funny because like now when i look at because obviously like obviously darla's all over twitter like when i when i see darla and then i'm like you know what that like i feel like that matches up with forbert's personality too like just like this low-key guy who just likes to chill and lay around the house yeah and just got this big floppy-eared dog yeah i don't know i i i seriously can't tell you a single dog park in the in the continental united states i can't even yeah, tell you a dog know. park down the street from my house but if if i had a guess i picture Derek forbert as the kind of guy to mm-hmm. put a leash on darla and take her down to boston common he probably has a tennis ball with that little that plastic tennis ball chucker yeah. he, probably just, he probably just goes there and just goes crazy probably un- unclips the uh the leash just lets her run around do her thing she's probably flopping in puddles and crap and I think that's how Darla spends her days. Darla is honestly Darla's more of the Bruins mascot than Blades is, or whatever the hell the mascot name is. Is it which Blades? is a yeah, and that's stupid as hell. All the Dude, names, it's wait, a bear. Wait, it's a, why do they not just make um the mascot like the meth bear? They should have. That would and be why did cool. they why did they stop making those commercials with the bear? I used to yeah, love those dude. with the rules when it was when when the Bruins fan brought his girlfriend to the game and she was wearing yeah. a Canadian jersey and he ripped the jersey off him. Like those yeah. were so funny, and then they just stopped. And blades, it's 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 a it's a bear wearing hockey pants with a Bruins jersey on. You name them blades. Yeah, you can't do think better. of anything more creative than that. Do better. Let's, let's see. They could do um, um uh, beans. <laughs> beans. That's what does that have to do with hockey? Think about bean town. <laughs> oh, it's just it's just a bowl of like of Boston baked beans. Yeah. Let, let's start another thing. <laughs> let's let's get the Bruins to rename blades to beans. <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm just gonna tell you what I'm imagining. I'm imagining like a um. A guy is like a real, like really skinny legs, right? And then all of a sudden, it's just a big white bowl that says Boston <laughs> in the front of it, and like there's like beans coming out of the side of it. And then you know what they could do? They could run promos instead of shooting T-shirts. They could shoot cans of Bush's baked beans at people, <laughs> and like those commercials that we just said. Like if there's people are, people are getting knocked out in like the lower bowl because <laughs> they're gonna hit with a can of beans. <laughs> yeah, and and then and then we could have Darla, and then we can have Duke, the dog from the from the Bush's baked beans commercial, and then hey. we could have a couple of team dogs. But they could like if there's they could do like a promo thing. You know how that like little blimp flies around and it drops like the the tickets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It could drop. You could airdrop beans onto people wearing other team jerseys. Ooh, and I, I like feel that. like I feel like there's there's <laughs> two positives that come out of that. First is it's it's freaking hilarious. Like that would be so funny watching people get beansed. <laughs> and then and no, then you get and then they put on the jumbotron. The person getting dumped in the beans, and they and they have like it's like on the jumbotron and big. You just got it says, beans. Yeah, you get beaned. And it's just yeah. a person with beans all over their jersey. <laughs> and, and then also, <laughs> like, if I'm a fan of an opposing team, I'm not going to 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 the garden because I could get yeah. beans. Yeah, and because... I don't want to get. I don't want to get beaned. Yeah, and then like right now, like like you know, 
home ice advantage at the Garden is one of the best in the league. I mean, it's all Bruins fans. And for the few kind of stragglers who aren't Bruins fans, for fear of being beans, they're not going to want to go anymore. But I guess one of the one of the one of the negatives that comes with that is that if, there, if there's no fans of opposing team. <laughs> I can't believe I just said for fear of being beans. <laughs> for but if, if oh my god, no, I almost just spit out my water. If, if there's no fans of other teams, then nobody's gonna be getting beans. No fans of other teams because they fear they get beans. <laughs> They could have like they could have like a third jersey, and you know how like the Pooh Bear right now, then the Pooh Bear jersey has like like the mountain range in the bottom. It could be like a, like beans, <laughs> like a like a bean gradient. <laughs> you have like the you have like bean juice dripping down from the shoulders. <laughs> the beans, what they could do? They could give out jelly beans. To I don't know, they could do a. a, a, a a beans eating contest? Uh, yeah, like intermission, like like no, that, was, that was crazy. Like, you know, you know when like Detroit, like how they bring uh like octopus and they throw it on the ice. Yeah. At the at the garden, they'd have people like throwing like bowls of beans on the ice, and they'd have to stop the game because they gotta like scrub it off the ice because it's, it's just there's there's holes in the ice because the beans are hot. <laughs> How did we get here? Oh, okay. Like a Commission. Hat trick. A hat trick. They don't throw hats in Boston. They just throw beans. They throw cans of beans and they're chopping <laughs> up the ice. They throw beans at the other team's goalie. They got to stop the game so he can change his jersey. Yeah, Roberto Luongo gets knocked oh, out because he got hit in the head with a can of beans. Oh, Jesus. All right. Oh. That's, a new, that's a new thing. We're starting. Let's Holy. all get the Bruins to trade. Change the mascot name from Blades to Beans. Yep. All right. Well, hey, on on that note, we're probably gonna we're gonna end the show. But before I do that, I wanted to give a shout out. And Mel, I don't think you know this, but I wanted to give a shout out um, to our listeners. We have listeners in Canada, the United States, Brazil, Spain, the United Kingdom, Norway, Sweden. Germany and Russia. So shout out to you guys. Russia. Russia. Wow, we've gone it we've gone international. We hit the Brazil market. That's pretty crazy. Um yeah. so shout out to you guys. Thank you guys all for tuning in. That's awesome. Yeah, we really do appreciate it. And uh you know, this is a this is a fun thing for Sully and myself. We've been Bruins fans our whole lives and we've always wanted to start something like this. And the amount of times that we've talked about just hockey i mean i've known you we've known each other since i was like freaking 10 years old and we always just chop it up and we just talk about hockey and we just talk about the bruins and it's really cool that we can record it and put it out and and people are listening to it and actually care about it and react so it really does mean a lot to us um and of course we don't just put out podcasts but we're very active on twitter sully dropped our our our, uh, twitter accounts at the beginning of the episode but we also of course still have our podcast Twitter account, which is at Bruin something, no G at the end of it, I believe. 
Um, but we're active on there, of course, when we when we take DMs, which we really do appreciate. You know, all you guys who send in DMs, and we love answering them. Um, whenever we always field for questions for for DMs to answer on the podcast, you can always send them to me. You can send them to Selly, or you could DM our uh, Twitter account, the Bruin Something Twitter account as well. We're very active on Twitch, as I said before. You can find us on Twitch at Tumbling Muffins again, an ode to Jack Edwards because everybody always asks us what the hell does Tumbling Muffins mean? Um, Dude, way back in the day, juicy rebounds or uh, flip on the net on the goalie from uh, the red line. Jack Edwards would always call him a Tumbling Muffin. I don't mean to interrupt you, but he said it the other night, and I got like three separate DMs being like, "Dude, Jack Edwards just said tumble and muffin." And I was <laughs> like, Hell yeah, he did. <laughs> but we are we are we're very active across various forms of social media, and we really do appreciate everybody who listens and the feedback that we've gotten. It's a lot of fun, and we're not slowing down anytime soon. So thank you for yeah. being part of our ride. Yeah, thank you. We wouldn't be here without you guys. So we really do truly appreciate it. Um. But yeah, with that being said, um, as always, we are brought to you by uh, the Black and Gold Productions LLC. Follow them on Twitter at BNG Productions. Follow myself on Twitter at underscore Mike Sullivan. Follow Nick on Twitter at Nick Melanson underscore. Uh, follow our Twitch, as Nick just said, at Tumbling Muffins. And follow our Twitter account for the podcast at Bruin Something. And we will catch you all next week bye (laughs) well Jackie Edwards and a banana spit a banana cat a banana. All right, here we go. Here we go now. Here we go. Here we go. Bow, bow, bow. I get up. I get up. Bow, 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 b